everyone, and welcome to the Periodic Table, Episode 1. It's all downhill from here. Recorded November 12th, 2011. This is the first episode of our brand new show on the network called The Periodic Table, where we get together various guests and different people from the show, and we throw them all together and we say, talk, and we record and see what happens. This week we have, uh, of course, me. My name is Mark Cockrell, and and the uh, fellow tightwad among us, Mr. Sean Keibel. Welcome, Sean. Hey, good to be here. And then two guys from the show you may or may not listen to. Uh, the hot route, and judging by the download numbers, you're not listening. Um, we have Zach Hill. Say hello, Zach. Go Manny Pacquiao. And Eric Fay. Welcome, Eric. Hello. All right, that's your panel for today. And uh, just uh, a little shop, a little business here. We've decided to do this in a live fashion. It's not actually live. Well, it could be live if you were listening on the stream. We are streaming. We do the show every Saturday afternoon, or every, every Saturday afternoon that people show up at 5 p.m. Central Time. And um, what I've decided to do is we're not going to edit this show. So whatever happens, happens. And um, it'll be that have that live, raw feel to it, unless I say something stupid, and I'll edit that. But everybody else is on their own. <laughs> and that, that's rough. It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, no, pr- we'll, no pressure. No pressure. Everybody, let me say it was rough when he just said, judging by the downloading of the hot route. <laughs> I mean, you really kind of just hit us both in the gut there. Is well, it that bad? You have like, what? You got some random guy from Miami listening, right? Pakistan Dan. Big <laughs> shout out to Pakistan Dan. <laughs> well, uh, you're the newest show in the network, so it's understandable that you'd have the lowest download numbers. But uh, yeah, you you guys need to scare up some more listeners. Uh, and, and We have eight, eight people on Facebook. <laughs> eight likes. So eight. Like us on Facebook, guys. We'll give out a free case of Red Bull. Ooh. We will. Who's paying for that? Yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. This month and all the new, uh, we'll just do a raffle, whatever. So, uh, so Mark, uh, just to let you know, me and Zach, uh, or not to let you know, because you already know this, but uh, to any listeners out there, uh, me and Zach are in the same room, which is a dining room. and uh, yellow. It, it's very yellow dining room. And it has a desk. <laughs> yes. uh and we've got a, we've got some little ones here in the house with us so uh that might add to the the live flavor at yeah, some point what so. people may not know uh and it's not obvious by your names is that zach and sean are brothers right yes not hey, brother. only brothers but they cohabitate hey, <laughs> right they're like the burden ernie of element op <laughs> we take baths together Wait, but that means Zach is obviously Ernie, so that means I have to be Bert. I don't, I don't like that. Hey, if the striped shirt fits, brother. I can't believe we are taking this juggle this far. Like, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We really? just that was, that surprises you? We're okay with it. Yeah. What do you think about that, Eric? I what what do I Ernie? think about this joke? I mean, other than the, the oh, obviously, oh, like, semi-gay overtones go, of Bert and Ernie. I really think they are. Right. I mean, if, if you if you go off of what Bert and Erling look like, you guys are pretty spot on, especially with the Zach's <laughs> nonsensical, like, oh, my God, I just got out of bed hairdo that he probably went to spend so 20 Ernie, minutes on. <laughs> Skin tone's not quite right, but otherwise, it's pretty dead on. Yeah. Yeah, but those guys have been living together now, what, for like 30 years? Never, ever see either one of them go out on a date. Because you, you know how hard it is to go out on a date when you have a hand shoved up your butt. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> plenty. I, I don't want to hear that story. 
Yeah. Okay. So we're we're already way off the rails. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. So we got uh, just a uh, a bevy of topics uh, on tap for today, and the first one, uh, Zach wanted to talk about the whole Penn State mess. Um, uh, tell me, tell me what's going on there, Zach. Yeah, I need to be filled in because I've just heard that oh, it was so horrible what happened at Penn State, and I have no clue. I'm out of touch. Well, just let me give you just kind of some of the facts. There's 40 counts of child abuse in this whole situation. 40 counts. Wow. 40 counts of it. And is then, this like <clears throat> sexual misuse of a child or physical? Yes. Okay. Well, some vary between, but the, one of them that came out, the mother that actually came out stated that he was pulling him out of school without her knowledge and then taking him places and having him spend the night and he started acting differently. And it was just, it was very hard to read. But how, how does this equate to Penn State? I mean, is this like, a he was the assistant coach, State, or is it like foundation? No, it's a coach. Okay. Yeah, it's he a coach. has his own foundation. So I'm not sure of how that foundation worked. If it was he was stepped in as a father, but he would even take kids on the road to San Antonio to a ball game. He was and have he was a uh, sorry, Eric. What he was a mentor. It was a mentoring charity, okay. yeah, uh, organization. So essentially, what he'd do is he'd get uh, disenfranchised youth, and then he would take them to, you know, take them to Penn State, take them here, take them there to show them what they have looking looking forward, have to look forward to later in life if they work hard. And then he just ended up turning it into essentially a prostitution ring for himself, like a, a smorgasbord, which went covered up by Penn State which for years. Barely- disenfranchised youth are, or youth are the easiest targets. I guess right. when you're in a position of power like that, I'm sure that's probably, I mean, I don't, I don't exactly know, but I'm sure when you're in that position of power, it's, it's easier to get your way that way. Someone who doesn't okay. know any better. And yeah, I'm saying, so this is a, uh, former Joe Paterno assistant, right? Yes. Well, Jerry Sandusky. Of, like last Monday. I mean, it's right. Uh, they say okay. that like it was a while back, and and the you know the the news is uh, that Paterno knew about it and and still let him have access to kids, and so uh, the shadow goes all the way up to the top. Yeah, they actually wow. just let they just actually fired the president and Joe Paterno. So I mean, they fired the president of the university. That's how high up this cover up went. So it's 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 gonna a lot of things are gonna unfold over the next couple of weeks, and I think it's gonna end up being the biggest, the biggest scandal in sports history, in my opinion. Wow, wow! And now I'm looking at this too. Did you guys know about this that uh, Cam Newton's father was found to have chopped his eventual Heisman Trophy winning son for profit? What, what is that? Yeah, it was like 160 thousand for him to actually play into with Auburn. Oh really? Yeah, it was. It was. So oh, so this is while Cam Newton was in in college. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he wouldn't. He would. He told them a price number for them to actually come over and play. So, so is this what is this maybe where we should be going with this? I mean, what is what the heck's going on in college sports? Man, uh, I, mean, I, I think the, I think these are two completely different. One's a ethical issue. The other one's a moral and legal issue. Um, so well, I think sure, I, but I mean, it seems like you know every year we're hearing you know how some major university is you know doing something completely corrupt. I mean, it, no, no matter what you do, it's shady when you're making billions of dollars off of a sport that you're not paying these people to. Yeah, and would participate they be covering in? up Sandusky's behavior if they didn't have a successful football program? If he worked at Rice, would anybody right. care? No, no, it, it, it's the whole Penn State legacy that kept. 
that kept Paterno's mouth shut. I mean, Paterno's the only one not charged with any sort of crime so far, uh, him and McQuarrie. And, uh, and that's because they technically went through what they felt like was a proper chain of command. And then I think they got scared out of saying anything to the public. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's like you said, Eric, I, I agree. There's so much money going in and out of these, these college football programs. And, uh, I mean, other college sports too, but there's so much money going in and out of there, uh, that it just, uh, it breeds, uh, you know, this kind of behavior, you know, and even like you said with this, this is a, a criminal issue. So it's not like what we usually see out of sports where, you know, kids are being bribed or, or whatever, you know, paid when they're not supposed to be, you know, but, um, but still, yeah, something like this comes up and there's so much money going in and out of those programs. I mean, I think you're right, Mark, if this is, you know, uh, university of North Texas or something like that, um, they're just like, Hey, you know, this guy's fired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it would have been easier to for them to go to the police, but yeah, because of their legacy or because of their legacy, they don't want to. Uh, they didn't want to tarnish it, but in fact, they just made it worse by being dishonest about it. Right. I mean, wouldn't it be a better legacy to be like we stand up against this? The first we heard of it, the dude was gone. Yeah, it would have been a week long. It would have been a week long news story. Now it's going to be a year long news story because right. things are going to unfold. Things are going to come out and it's going to make every all parties involved look worse. You know, but now, the reality is at the end, it's not going to matter. After the year long news story is over, it's not going to matter. Yeah, yeah, we're all going to forget about it. You know, we'll, we'll turn the game on 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 Saturday and go, oh, yeah, that's right. That happened there. And then it'll just go away. Um but do you guys think that they should have fired Paterno and should they fire McQuarrie? If they I, actively covered it up, absolutely. He knew about yes. it. Paterno yeah. knew about it. It, it was to, it, Someone came to him and told him about it, that they caught him in the act. In the well, that was McQuarrie. That, that, that was the, uh, at the time, he was, a, uh, was an assistant, yeah. uh, a graduate assistant, so he was new to it. I'd say that the guy least culpable would be McQuarrie. That's just only because he was probably scared for his future. And I think he got blackmailed into not saying anything. That's what I'm starting to read. But no, I think they should fire everyone involved and uh, get them all out of there and start fresh. Because if it went as high as the uh, president, it's going to keep unfolding into a lot of bad publicity for them. Hmm. Sad, sad. Couldn't agree with you more, Eric. That's why we miss you here on the Hot Route. We've missed you for two weeks, so... I will be back on Tuesday. My triumphant return will be on Tuesday. All right. So what do we think about these uh, uh, neo yuppie hippies on Wall Street doing the whole Occupy movement? I think it's just for a reason for a bum to actually go hang out at Dallas and for cops not to bother him. You know, I think it's I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, there's even a child that's been taken by the CPS. In Dallas. Yeah, okay, right, but let's okay, let's, let's go back to kids out there. But before we go into what the news has told us, like the this all started well over like over a month ago, right? Almost two months now. And uh and it started with only sixty people in New York. Okay. It was sixty people that were against the deregulation of corporations, the personhood of corporations, uh in it, it was an actual legitimate concerns with the way corporations, the free reign they have in this country, it started out as a good thing. It started out great. I, I started out on their side because I don't believe corporations should be as big as they are today without actually spreading the wealth better to their employees. But it, it turned into essentially 
this is what I want you to do for me. It, it became a selfish movement instead of a positive one like it started as. It started It started as a way for everyone to be treated fairly, and now it's become, oh, we want you to pay for my college. I want you to pay for my medical bills. I want you to, you know, I don't. I want to get a living wage. I mean, there's people talking about having a living wage without actually having a job being paid by the government. So it's gotten it's gotten really far out of control. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw down the gauntlet here, and I'm gonna say protesting is worthless in general, not just no. these guys, but forever. Uh, the the hippies in the '60s was worthless. The the people at Tiananmen Square in China was worthless. Protesting doesn't do anything ever. It's useless. It's pointless. It's just a bunch of sound and fury signifying nothing. What about Libya? But if, yeah, exactly. It, it started out as <laughs> peaceful protest, which, which was then escalated by the government into what became essentially just a countrywide riot. And now look what has changed. I mean, it took a long time. There's a lot of bloodshed and a lot of violence, but it, it happened. I mean, protesting is a good thing when there's a concise, clear message. Look what protesting did for the civil rights movement. I mean, if it no, wasn't it for was the boycotting that worked for the civil rights movement, it wasn't the protest, which is which is a form of protest. And so walking around with a nonsense, uh, a nonsensical sign that just says pay for my college, you know, that's not protesting. What they're doing now isn't protesting right now. They're just complaining and camping. Um, but if you do it right and there is a everyone's on the same page, you have to have a definitive leader in all your different sects. So if there is a definitive definitive PR guy in every one of these Occupy movements all around the world, the message would be a lot more clear and it would be a lot more concise, which would make everyone actually stop and listen because they're not listening to a hippie with drums around his neck. Yeah, so but they'd have to have a message. And from what I can tell, these Occupy people don't have a message. But it started out with them. It started out with a message, an actual message. I mean, and it was one that was uh, when it was still ignored by the media, when it was just a, a bunch of people hanging out outside Wall Street, it, it had a message. And that message was being conveyed anywhere they could convey it. But then everyone through social networking and the news, everyone started to join so they could put in their list of gripes. So it, it, it started out with a core group of beliefs into people who have that core group of beliefs and all these other ones that they want to tag on too. So, so don't you, so they fell the, off the message. Original it, protesters need to stand up and, and save their own movement and say, get away, go get your own hashtag. Yeah. They're, they're being entirely too, uh, they're trying to crowdsource everything like, Oh, let's all say what we have. There, there needs to be a definitive leader, not a, a leader, a, a spokesperson for this movement, because if there's not, it's never, the message is there. It's just clouded by a bunch of other opinions from underinformed people. And, well, and here, the, here's the problem is the people who are involved. Uh, I was, I watched a clip an outtake or a, a kind of a piece of uh, Howard Stern's show. And, uh, oh, he, gosh. yeah, but it was actually pretty, it was pretty darn good. He sent out like some on the street reporter types and went out to the one, I think this was in New York and, uh, they interviewed like a hundred, 150 people, something like that. And they were basically asking, uh, asking them basic questions, you know? So what do you hear? You know, we want to occupy wall street. Okay. And, uh, what are you hoping to change? Well, uh, and it was, one after another of they had no clue what they were really there for. See, but th that's okay. 
Howard Stern works for a company that is owned by a large bank. I mean, CNN's owned by a large bank. It's, I believe it's a uh, chase. And so they're not going to, they're not going to make their boss look bad. Howard Stern is a entertainment oh, please. show. Howard Stern has made a career out of making his bosses look bad. Yeah. You, you can't say that. But no, but no, Stern but he's okay. He, guy. I mean, that's why he's been fired so many times. That, that's clearly, I mean, he, he's, he's at the point he's not his, he is his own boss now. I mean, it's a Howard Stern, Stern radio network at this point, but sure. he's still, he is still funded. He is still uh, getting paid by major outlets that are owned by banks. But what I'm saying is that he is an entertainment show. Uh, Conan O'Brien is an entertainment show. Uh, CNN, unfortunately has become one. And so what they're doing is they're taking what's the most entertaining out of those hundred, hundred, 150 people they actually interviewed. I guarantee you, there was at least 20 in there that knew what they were talking about, but they're not going to put on the guy who makes sense and uh, who has a good message. They're not going to put him on because he's boring. Who they're going to put on all the time is they're going to put on the hippie with the dreadlocks and the drones because he's funny. He's stoned and he's an idiot. So you're going (laughs) to laugh at that guy, but you're not going to laugh at the guy who has a message. They're not going to bite the hand that feeds them that bad, especially something as popular as that. I picture Eric, Wearing a, a tinfoil hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sean, I wanted to make a distinction. You were you were talking about Libya, um, and the the difference between what happened in Libya and and what's happening on on Wall Street or or you know Market Street in Dallas or wherever is going on is the the willingness of people to actually do something. Libyans were willing to kill and die. It wasn't just a protest, right? They they were willing to die, and then when people were started killing them, they fought back. That was a well, war. I, that was an insurrection. Well, yeah, but that's, I mean, it, that's still a form of protest. I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, we've, we've mentioned everything from boycotting, which I think, I think is personally the best way to, uh, to protest effectively in the United States. I mean, the dollar is what drives everything, but, uh, certainly that, yeah, that's absolutely. I mean, but Tiananmen Square could have been the same, same exact thing. I it, mean, yeah, it could have. And, and I wonder, you know, only history could could ever tell us if uh, if they were willing to do that. What I see on these Occupy Wall Street people is they're not willing to suffer a hangnail for their cause. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, they're out there, you know. Um, but I mean, everything it's starts- horrible that they've got to walk a hundred yards to go use a porta potty or whatever, you know. <laughs> but I mean, a, a year before Libya started, uh, they were they were doing they were essentially just not going to work. Okay. They were having their own, I'm going to stay at home protests. Okay. Which wasn't creating money for the government. And so that, that, that's what, what started it. There's a beginning to everything. Unfortunately, this beginning got off Rocky, but there, there is a beginning. The message is now out there and hopefully it can get sifted through to what the actual message is. What what is the message, Eric? Tell us the the, the, the message is the corporate personhood and corporate deregulation. If corporations, if I'm sorry, but if you're the CEO of a company, no one needs to make $25 million a year. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that you should give it to everyone. All I'm saying is maybe take $10 million a year, invest that $15 million a year into your employees who are the ones coming to work for you every day when you're on a golf course talking about the company. Well, but Eric, these guys I are actually the CEO of a company. And if I can make $25 million a year doing this, I freaking will. But I understand that. But okay, the okay, there's no reason someone who has to stock shelves at Walmart 
make i know i know it's not a skilled job it's not it's not anything you have to go to college for but at the same time the guy can barely barely make a living wage while the ceo is pulling in hundreds of millions of dollars because he wants it i mean there there's a better way to treat it uh, I mean, pension plans are now completely gone in this country, which was a good way to retire, which gave you incentive to stay with a company that that treated you well and then wanted you to be there. And all I'm saying is maybe pay everyone else, you know, 10, 15 cents more an hour instead of just being to the point to where it's you can make as much money as you want. You can you can leverage you can leverage 401ks. I mean, because of corporate deregulation. So they can essentially gamble with your 401k and well, that, that, i think that, that's, that's, that's not their money than the ceo issue because i i certainly i have no problem with the ceo making whatever if he's overpaid and he's not yielding the results then his company's going to fold and you know another company will fill the void yeah um that's just capitalism uh my my only concern is is like you said it's more of the uh retirement pension funds and things like that. And, uh, but you know, uh, those guys, uh, I don't know. I I'd like to see them punished a, a little more harshly. I think if you, uh, you know, you've taken 10,000, 10,000 people, uh, you know, nest egg away from them. And now, you know, they have no retirement. Uh, I think you should spend the rest of your life in jail. Uh, that's just no questions asked. Well, yeah. And, and it's, well, and the Enron guy did die in jail. Yeah, there and there are some, but you know, there's also the well. He got you know he got eight years, and he'll be out in three and a half. And to me, that's just that's disgusting. I mean, so it's, I don't, I you know, capitalism. I think takes care of itself. You know, if I think, if you I think don't capitalism like the way, is great. If you think a company pays its its CEO too much money, then don't buy from that company. It's it's just that simple. And you know, if enough people are disgusted with that company then it is it's that kind of a boycott and you you drive them out of business but uh, here, here's it pretty simple it, it's this is a free market society that it's almost impossible to get in now i mean it's it's so hard to build a billion dollar company anymore because of all the other billion dollar companies so you're trying to you're trying to wedge your way you're trying to compete with the biggest company in the world like say you want to open a general store okay they have 10 general stores inside their store so you can never compete with that. It's gotten to the point to where it's too much in it. And competition is pretty much dead because no one wants to get into competition with these people because it's going to be almost impossible. Unless you live in a really small town that doesn't have a Walmart yet, your corner store will never make it. So that, that that's the biggest problem is that companies are getting too big, which is taking away the competition. I don't care what anyone says. I mean, Walmart is the monopoly. You have you can go to Target, but you have to pay a little more. I mean, so the, no matter what, there's always problems between the two, and it's just impossible to 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 start anything nowadays. You, I can't. I'm a mechanic. I can't compete with Pet Boys if I opened my own shop. I would have to charge more to cover my overhead. So I mean, it's it's gotten to the point to where they're too big now, in my opinion. And I think it should go back to small business. I believe in capitalism. I think it's the best way to do it. That that's that's why the that's why the best and the brightest companies stand out, but they've gotten too big. But Eric, you can't opinion. say you believe in capitalism and you want the government to break it up. Those two things don't go together. I'm not. I'm not saying I want them to break it up. I want them to regulate it better. The, the federal government is What's pretty much difference? not. What's the difference? What's the difference between regulating them into submission and oh, forcing not into them to submission? Break no. Uh, okay. Make the CEO perform his his pay performance based. I mean, he's making. 
$20 million with, I mean, this is just, you know, this is Joe Schmo, CEO that I'm talking about, just a general general person. So say he's making $20 million, but he also has stock options and he also has performance bonuses, which could be also millions of dollars a year. So, I mean, there, there's a certain amount of the, the menial employee, the, the guy working on the ground, but, paying that guy's salary is getting treated worse and worse every year. And it's, it's disgusting because I'm sorry, but the CEO didn't make the company. The employees make the company. The CEO can't do every one of the thousands of jobs at the exact same time. So the people who come in almost cut their arm off and, you know, while they're throwing boxes in a dumpster, you know, I mean, there's, those are the people who are breaking their backs. You start up uh, Eric's automotive on a street corner here in, uh, in the Dallas area. And five years from now, you, you built that into a worldwide, like uh, 3 billion people a year, bring their cars to you. And, and you built that company. And then the United States government comes in and says, Eric, you're the CEO of this company. I think you should only make a hundred grand a year. That's your baby, right? You built okay, that. I, okay. I didn't say, hands. I didn't say a hundred grand. Like, I mean, I just well, said, what's not the number? Though? What's the right yeah, number? I mean, you, where do you draw a line? I mean, okay. Like uh, I mean, no one needs, okay. I'm sorry, but there's, there's <laughs> airlines everywhere. You don't need your own private jet. I mean, there's there, a part of it is great. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, so Eric, a, a you don't have anything it, in your life right now. You don't need. No, I do. I mean, we have stuff. Oh, okay. but, I, but th- so that's, it's okay for you an ex- until you become a billionaire. Then it's not okay. I, I just I don't, I don't see the point in in taking that much without giving some of it back. That that's what I'm saying. I mean, and I think I think part of their salary that so, they're making now should go into the betterment of the company and the betterment of the people that work for them. That's so all I'm saying. Like I'm not Bill saying Gates don't make you twenty million dollars. I'm just saying, dollars, are you okay then? If do what? Well, I mean, Bill Gates is, you know, Bill and his, his wife, they're, what is it? Bill and Amanda Gates. Um, Melinda. Melinda. Yeah. They give, they give away hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, yeah. But famously, Steve Jobs never gave a dime and his corporation never gave a dime. And I yeah, never, and, I, and Apple's great. And Steve Jobs is, is God. And um, so, yeah, I, I just, I think it's funny that it, it almost seems like uh uh, I don't know, kind of reverse propaganda. You know, St- Apple Corporation has enough money in cash in the bank right now to go buy Chase Bank, this bank that you're, you know, that, for example, that you're complaining about, and nobody says anything against them. How come Steve Jobs isn't evil? Evil? How come Apple isn't evil? I don't think anybody. I never said is. No, no, okay, I don't think corporations are evil. That's where they created a good product that became something that is now big. Yes, I understand that. Well, and, so did Walmart. And, exactly, but. Microsoft and, and Apple are are known for treating them be, treating their employees better than Walmart. I mean, okay, let's go back to all the things Walmart has done. Walmart, one time they uh, there is a one of their greeters got in a really bad car accident. Okay, that was someone else's fault. Left him a quadriplegic, and they ended up getting a check under Walmart's uh, under Walmart's healthcare plan. Any money given to the uh, the defendant has to go back to the insurance company to where then he was paid $2,500 a month for the rest of his life. So what they did was through their shady insurance practices, they got that $2.5 million or whatever exact number it was that came back to them so they could keep it. But the quadriplegic who now can't walk or or even eat his own dinner 
doesn't get that money back. That's what I'm saying. That that is where it goes too far when greed gets in the way. Th there's a difference between performance and becoming a millionaire because of your performance and straight greed. Just I mean, taking from someone who deserves it is greed. And I think the people who make more money, but that the, guy the, people, the people that who money? work I mean, lower down, and like I, I that think was probably done to repay what the insurance paid for his care, right? Not two and a half million dollars. I mean, th there was th there was all money coming from the the person who uh, who ran into this guy and and caused him to be quadriplegic now has to be written to to Walmart instead of to the person who actually got hurt. I like so you, they're Eric. they're stepping in and they're and they're putting they're taking that guy's money. I like you, Eric. It's great. I, we for if people don't know, we've never actually met with this Skype call. Is the first time Eric and I have interacted in any way. And uh, you know, no love Eric lost. Eric to meet you, Mark. Uh, what's, yeah, yeah, he hates me. Okay. Yeah, he was like, you know. "Who's this Mark no, no, guy? I, I mean, Does he exist? Does he? I mean, no." But there, anyway. there is, there is a lot of ways corporations will take money that is not technically that that should go to the people that work for I, him. I not jump on that. one word you said, and and we got to get off this topic. Aaron in the chat room says, "Where are the happy topics?" So we need to move on from this. One. But <laughs> I'll I, bring I, up a happy topic next. I, I do want to jump on one thing though, uh, Eric. You said the word deserve deserve yeah. is uh, relative and it depends on somebody else to define who deserves what i don't want any government to be de the definition the definer of the word deserve you said it's okay if they deserve it or if you take money from somebody who deserves it who defines deserve if it's the federal government any federal government of any country That's i'm not scary. happy with that yeah but okay it, it's they're not defining who deserves it what the person who is making the most money in that company who are you always going to root for you're always going to root for there and have people vote is this guy deserving is that because otherwise this guy got hit by another person that caused him to be a quadriplegic uh, there's no reason he doesn't deserve it we'll put it That's on twitter decide who deserves how much yeah let us know that guy deserves all his money back all right all right, here. How about this? For our next subject, is any are any of you guys going to watch the fight tonight against Pacquiao Marquez? By the way, we are on it. Twitter, by the way, so you can hit us up. Just to speak on Twitter, Freddie Roach, Manny Pacquiao. Oh, geez. <laughs> Zach's going to be telling everybody this for like the rest of his life. He actually tweeted me back, and that's Manny Pacquiao's trainer. He tweeted me back. And what did awesome he say? Guy. Yeah, so you can actually go to my Twitter page, check it out. What did he say? Don't what was the tweet? Follow me. I'm sorry. What was the tweet? What did he say? I asked him what was on today's agenda, and he said uh, weigh in for Manny Pacquiao and Amir Khan was his uh, his other fighter that's going to fight tonight as well. Because Which so Amir Khan you two is had a, beast. a moment. I'm sorry. Clearly, you two had a moment. Yeah. Oh man, I was jumping out of my seat at my desk at work when he tweeted me back. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he did that. Because I've been trying exactly. to text or tweet him for like a whole week to see. Did if he, he was use all 140 characters or just some of them? Just some of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's but I did love. post it on Facebook that yeah, he did tweet me back. So, but uh, that was my exciting moment. But I'm gonna go for Pacquiao tonight. I've had my Pacquiao clothing on. I've had my shorts, my shirt, my sweater. I keep telling Zach that uh, I keep trying to remind him he wasn't born in the Philippines. <laughs> so. <laughs> Zach is the biggest, like, has the biggest man crush on Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> and Tim Tebow. Yeah, so if Pacquiao and yeah, Tebow yeah. both tweeted him at the that. same time, Zach would... Oh, my God. He, his head would explode. 
<laughs> yeah, Zach likes his man crushes. So it's a T boner. What's it called if it's a Pacquiao? That's what Eric came up with, which is, is pretty original. That was pretty good. I like that. Uh, I don't know what you would call it if it's a. I don't know. <laughs> I got a raging Pacquiao. Pacquiao. He does great things. Okay. What great things does he do? Philippines. You what? know, and his goal is what he said is he was like, you know, what do you plan to accomplish? He's like, I just want to, I just want to help my people after a fight. That's it. He just said, I want to help my people. And how does, well, how maybe, does he do that? Maybe he'll uh, listen to the show, take up Eric's cause and give all his money to the people of the Philippines. Well, he, he has a foundation out there. Yeah, I mean, he's doing so much out there with the Philippines. It's amazing. I mean, you got to stand up for a guy just like that, just the way he is. Yeah, I mean, no, he's a good guy. His singing is horrible. English is horrible. And so Wait, how, but, how have I you mean, seen him sing? What did we get onto singing? Yeah, he puts out. He's got an album out, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he has an album. He actually put out an album with one song, ten times. So it's like just the chorus, then it's him, then it's him and you know the original singer, then it's the original singer, then it's I mean, it, but it's it's pretty funny. So if you check it out. It's just one song on the CD. He also came out with a movie. He's an actor too. It's called oh, like Pack or something. Can but. I de- derail this for just a second and ask if anybody has seen um, the uh, uh, William Shatner album? No. He has a oh yeah, quite oh, a yeah. Few, Shatner cover bad. album. It's so sad in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah, that one uh, That one is. You'll have to see if maybe you can't, like, scare up a clip and insert it. <laughs> I, I'm scared to. I don't, I don't want that associated with me in any way. It's, no. <laughs> it's just it's it's actually kind of hilarious. It's kind of it's creepy, it's though. On, it's on YouTube. Google William Shatner uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And, and <laughs> I, I apologize in advance. <laughs> is it still okay. like six minutes uh, like the actual yes, Bohemian Rhapsody? It is. It is the full song. Oh, God. And it's I don't know if I going, that the entire time. Silhouette of a man. Uh, Scaramouche. It, it's, it's terrible. It is oh my terrible God. in every way. <laughs> right. But, but it's going to sell. It's going to be a gold record. Is that crickets? Is that what I think? What's that? That's, cric- that's crickets. I heard. Yeah. I, yeah every, well, I was boring everybody. I was. <laughs> Oh, can you hear that? Oh yeah, that's Queen. I love Queen. Yeah, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, we're not hearing loud. It. Yeah, it's not Queen though. It's anyway. Let's let's move on. I'm trying to. You're not sending it to me, Sean. We're not hearing. Oh, it. I can't hear him. That's okay. They'll just uh, they'll pull it off anyway because it'll be copyright infringement. We'll get a DN uh, a cease and desist from. I don't know what's that Shatner estate. We'll get a cease and desist from the Shatner estate if we play that. So. <laughs> no, you can play. You can play a clip without having to worry about it. Um, yeah, they're just being greedy. So Aaron in the chat room wants to know what we think about uh, UFC having their first first live network broadcast on very Fox big, tonight. very very big for them tonight. That that is a big step for UFC. It it's it's really make- sort of legitimizing the sport, right? Yeah, I mean yes. it's a great idea. I think it's a great move. But you had to do it on the Manny Pacquiao tonight. Every Mexican and Filipino, which is really a lot of, is going to be watching the Pacquiao fight. Yeah. So most yeah. of Texas is uh, watching Pacquiao. Yeah, but do those people um, really? I mean, those aren't really the demographic for watching UFC, anyways, right? Exactly. I mean, it's, UFC it's is, is like preteen white boys, right? Well, all the way up through, I, I would it. say, up to forty-year-old <laughs> white would still you, boys. Yeah. Would you want to say that it's one step away from WWE? I, I no. just think it's it's what's no, no. replacing boxing. There's a lot going to be on UPN. There, 
I mean, <laughs> it's it's real fighting where you know. I, I went there too, Zach. I, I made the WWE connection too when I when I when I thought that it's yeah, it's definitely more of a physical contact, but the the whole package is very WWE ish about UFC. Well, I think I, it's, I think it's the perfect blend between yeah. that that pro wrestling and and boxing. Yeah, I see. What I, you're going. I'm not a UFC fan or MMA fan, but I'll watch it if it comes on. But I would much rather watch boxing. Always. I mean, I just, I, I mean, see the, the problem, the, the, the problem with the difference between the two is boxing is boxer versus boxer. MMA is a style versus another style. So, I mean, it's it, the variety. There's more variety in UFC and well, still, I still different styles. Of yeah, but it's still basically who's the best at kicking ass. Yeah, I but doesn't, you know, on one you genre, it, if, boxing is one know, genre. And then, but the if you go into, if you go into UFC, UFC is all of them mixed together, and it's just they kind of just put them together and go good luck. Well, here's here's what yeah. I have to say about that: is that you never see a boxer in the UFC. All right, they get. You've seen a couple. We've seen a couple, and they did not make it. Yeah, right. I, what I think would make boxing more interesting is if you did away with weight class. I want to see a hundred and sixty <laughs> pounder and a two hundred and forty pounder go at it. Oh, that would, yeah, just who? That, that's the, the old UFC, block. though. If you go back to old UFC fights, right. there was. No, if you even go to old Pride from like 1999, I mean, they were still fighting. You know, there would be a there would be a five foot tall guy fighting someone six four. It looked like blood sport in real life, and you know, sometimes you'd be completely surprised because the tiny guy would just destroy the huge guy. So I mean, well, that's what there there is there is yeah. a form. I mean, Pride Pride is a. I don't. I think it has weight classes now, but it used to not have them. You know, there aren't any W uh, weight classes in the WWE, right? I don't. Yeah, but that's all fake. Chicks fight guys and bring a chair with them when they do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's too over the top for me. I, I well, think, that, but see, that's what I think. It really gets at what people want out of this. I mean, that's why boxing's numbers are hurting so badly, and that's why you know people are migrating from WWE to UFC. Is that people want to just know who? Who's the baddest dude? Yeah, the UFC and MMA both are like half a step up from the Roman Coliseum. I right. Mean, you throw a lion in there and, and you're done. But that that's what people really hunger for. They just want to know who's the baddest guy at just kicking butt. And, it, it, yeah, you know, it, it, that's all people really at the most basic level want to know. So UFC is just the one that gets the closest at, at really doing that. Yeah, um, I mean. I think it's a little interesting that uh, – we can we can want to roast uh, CEOs for making too much money, but hey, it's okay to watch people beat the crap out of each other. Well, those are willing people. Those people are willing to uh, put their bodies on the line for in a large paycheck. I mean, I would do it if I was in any kind of shape to do it. But I mean, that, that's people making their own decision. At least it's not like actual Roman Coliseum days. He's an auto guy. He doesn't own a computer. How about <laughs> he doesn't even know how to work his iPhone? He's like, oh, what's that? What? I was like, dude, oh, phone. an iPhone. Yeah. Okay, so. No problem. When, when did I, I become mean, the tech willing moron. He actually, participant in Apple's blood, <laughs> right? He was so kind to actually use his iPhone at, to, to even out the table. I mean, that's what he thought it was there for. I was like, what are you doing, man? You get phone calls on that. I'm um, not against corporations. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that out there. I, 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 I have an a- a- Apple iPhone because I know they did a good job on it. And I know Steve Jobs was kind of an ass, but I still use it. I like and that, I, David. Right. Can, you, can you repeat that part? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we, uh, one of our other hosts uh, on the network, Aaron Butler, uh, has been listening to the show, and he wants to join in. Apparently, we ticked him off about something, so I'm going to call him Is up right Paul? now. Carol? 
Yeah, right now, live in the middle. We don't know what he's going to say, uh, but it ought to be interesting. Okay, so can we dive into the next subject here? I, I do want to talk about this because it is very important to me, it, you know, as for my pops, you know. I mean, Sean, do you want to go into this? <laughs> well, hang on. Let's see what let's see what Aaron has to say. Aaron, you with us? I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, did we, I can. Did we lure Aaron into I the show? I just him in. So, Aaron, what was it, what was it hey, you called Aaron, to talk to going? us about? Hey, guys. I, uh... I just wanted to jump in on the whole UFC conversation. I'm actually going over to a friend's house tonight. You don't hear him? Can you hear me? Hang on. No, no we, we don't, don't hear him. him. Now you'll hear him. Hello. Hey, Aaron. There he is. This Hello, is Zach from the hot route. Hey, Zach. Eric from the hot route. Hey, Eric. How's hey, it going? Sean. Hey, Mark. Hello. All right, so, so he wanted to talk about say, the Aaron? UFC. Yeah, I was just going to jump in on the UFC thing. Um, Ooh, nice. Let's do this. Because uh, I'm actually a UFC fan. Are you in a octagon? No? Oh, I'm in the old dining room. Never mind. All right, go ahead. <laughs> and uh, I, I had the I had the luck of uh, I had a mutual friend of a friend who is a friend, uh, former college roommate with the guy who does all the graphic art stuff for UFC. And so when they had the one fight they've had here in Atlanta, um, he got free tickets. And he, but he lives in in Vegas and wasn't going to fly out here for the fight because he goes to all the ones in Vegas. So he gave the tickets to the mutual friend. So I got to go free and sit in like the the comp nice. section. So I was like eight rows from the octagon. Um, and it was awesome. So I've been a fan for UFC for years, and I just want to jump in and say that for me, I, I used to kind of like boxing, um, but to me, it's a little boring now compared to UFC because you have all the, you have the Muay Thai, you have the, you know, the guys that they're, have a wrestling background, boxing background, um, whether it's kickboxing background, and and to me, it's a lot more exciting because there's so much variety. You never know what's going to happen, and you get the mismatch of a guy who's mostly. Um, a stand and slug it guy, then he goes up against a guy that's a jujitsu specialist, and sweep you kind of see, yeah, sweep the leg exactly. Karate kid, right there. Um, wax on. Can I interject uh, for a minute? This is actually sure. a hot route. Okay, I mean, that happened to me. I used to go to a whole bunch of concerts, had your legs home shows, but <laughs> you know, shows. We go to a whole bunch of shows. Once you've been to one where you've been spoiled and you've been taken, like, oh my gosh, like you get to go backstage, you sneak back there or whatever. You're spoiled. You love it, you know, and then you go sit down in where everybody else is. Like, let's say front row, I guess it's not the same because you want to go backstage. You, you know, I mean, I'm trying to get the correlation here between the two. I, let's yeah, say, I understand because baseball, <laughs> baseball, you sit, you sit right behind first plate. Okay. You first sit right plate? behind or right behind the home base. And then next time you go, you're like, Hey, I got police <laughs> tickets. Like, no, it's not worth going. Just because right. you've been spoiled, kind of. Well, you guys what see, you, you see the, what you getting getting the feeling that Aaron could care less. Like he would go if there was another one in Atlanta, oh, yeah. right? No, I think what Zach is saying is that uh, UFC is the the behind home plate, and boxing is the bleachers. Yeah, is that okay. what you're saying? Yeah, that's the okay. synonym yeah, he mean, was going for. If it wasn't, that's where he's going now. Because that sounds like yes, yeah, yeah, that derailed <laughs> yeah. onto that. One. I no, pretty much well, it, that wrong, but I see where you're going, and I probably would be a fan of yeah, of UFC if I had that luxury of going like that. You know, I would be a hardcore no. fan. You know, I mean, I've never. I've been a fan of UFC, UFC since I was since the original UFC, the ones that were. Yeah, you know, practically legal in 48 states. So, I mean, yeah, I've, Kimbo, I've never been I to I gotta UFC. Say, Kimbo was horrible. I got to say, I was so disgusted when they put Kimbo on there. 
Yeah, Kimbo was – yeah, I, I agree with that. Well, I, just, what I, I actually threw that up in the chat room about the UFC thing because I thought it was kind of interesting, and you may have talked about it. Um, Ustream decided to throw a commercial in the middle of the stream when I was listening for some reason. I don't know whether I resized the window and that gave them the right to do that. I'm not sure. but <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, we got to talk about that with those ads being out there. Uh, 100, 100 bucks uh, a month to get rid of them. That's right. But so you know, oh, that's what that was. Okay. Yeah, we, ha- we so, have a donate button. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so tonight, you want to hang with us or are you going to take off? I just want to, I want to throw one more thing on the UFC real quick tonight. You know, um, UFC is going to be live on Fox free, uh, their first network broadcast. And it just happens to be the same night that, that, uh, the man crush is, um, fighting. <laughs> uh, and so I just thought Dana White, I mean, he is like the marketing machine. Uh, uh, that's his whole thing, uh, you know, taking over the world one fight at a time. And so that's something that was so interesting, but then I don't know if I've heard, the fight tonight on Fox is one fight. It's just Junior Dos Santos versus Cain Velasquez, and that's it. Oh. If, it if it's a 10-second fight and he gets knocked out, it's done. And they're wow, not going to play that. any of the pre-card fights after it to fill in the 30 minutes. That's all you get. So Dana is not only controlling this, he's he's meeting it out, you know, one little drop at a time. We'll give you one fight tonight. and Maybe if it goes well and you watch it, we'll give you another one in the future. Um, you can actually watch the other fights um, streaming on Facebook. I didn't even know Facebook had the capability. I was actually watching some of the pre-fights on Facebook while I was listening to you guys. Uh, so I just thought that was kind of interesting that he's done this a couple of times. You know, when Strike Force had a big thing on TV, they did a free fight night on Spike the same night, just coincidentally. Uh, so I just thought that was interesting. Dana White's the man when it comes to that kind of stuff. I agree. Awesome. Well, He's I didn't a know all that. Master of marketing. Know. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure the guys are going to be on the same way because I'm going. I'm about to head out of here pretty soon to go. We'll head over for the other boxing fights, but pretty sure we're all going to. Yeah, watch Zach, those. Zach's all excited to go watch his boyfriend fight. Oh, I was watching. <laughs> watch his Manny yesterday. Crash. I was watching 24/7 today. Hey, Zach, I mean, I'm ready. I'm all packed out today. Zach, what what happens if Pacquiao fights Tebow? I will probably oh. whoa 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 oh, yeah let's break that one down who wins a Pacquiao Tebow fight they would bless each other <laughs> no I think I think Pacquiao would Tebow Tebow and then uh, knock him out pretty quick Pacquiao would have to like hit him in the nuts because he can't reach his face <laughs> he has a five five hundred forty five pound Filipino right. so no I mean uh, what was it, Aaron. Is it yes. yeah, Aaron? Aaron, I, I appreciate you coming on and I appreciate you sticking up for UFC because I do have a bunch of friends that are UFC fans. And it's good to see, you know, people excited about it. I mean, I was wondering how that Fox is going to do. I'm curious how it's going to do tonight. It's going to do awesome. Strike Force, you know, Strike Force was on Showtime, which owns CBS, and they did a few things on there, but then they pretty much went belly up because of competition. You know, UFC is the Let's Walmart. Let's just hope not going to announce the, the fights because I can't see really? them. He's probably going to talk about pot or, you know, some other thing that's just ridiculous. But I don't know. Conspiracy theories. So what are you talking about? You guys listen to that guy. Oh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah, Joe yeah he has a really good. He has a, a pretty decent <laughs> podcast. I'm a fan of his. <laughs> that didn't surprise me one bit. You don't listen to any of our shows, so you don't listen to any Element Opie shows. But you do listen. I do. To- I listen. I, I do listen. I, I just I don't know what Tightwad Tech's about. This is not. I don't know what I'm listening. I, I know you have to understand. This I know what you talk about, but I don't know, know what, what you're talking about. Is. So it's it's all so. just. That's my only excuse. <laughs> hey, do Aaron, do you have any shout outs? Do you have to do for Veterans Day? Throw out there. Yeah, I, have, I have one I want to give um, in particular. My nephew, Travis, and his wife, Molly, are in the Marines and Navy, respectively. 
So um, that's my closest family member active military right now. I just want to give a shout out to them. Oh, and my, my, my cousin on my wife's side, Doyle, he's in uh, full-time National Guard. And um, and my buddy Ben, who's, they've actually worked together in there. So there's a quick shout out to uh, the people that I'm closest to that are in the military. Hey, well, awesome. Big up to them. And uh, they are amazing. And thank you for what you do. We appreciate it. You know, uh, Travis and Molly, right? Yep. Awesome. Is that correct? Was a pro transition. I got to give you credit yes. for that one. That was awesome. Oh, yeah, awesome. that was good. <laughs> Zach's in charge of segues. <laughs> oh, awesome. He's good at those. I noticed that on the hot route, too. Yeah, listen to Hot Rat Mount. Actually, like us on Facebook. We need to move to number nine if you want to win a free case of Red Bull. Send you out one. <laughs> and a desk. <laughs> right now. <laughs> awesome. All right, you, thanks you for have, calling in, man. Yep. Uh, thanks, you have Aaron. To go like one meal one workout on Facebook as well. This is tip for Tad here. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I don't want to we I actually listen but... to your show. I've yeah. actually listened to it. Yeah. Awesome. I like to run myself. So, you know, I listen to it. I've listened to actually all the podcasts. I get really bored during the day. Not at work oh, during the day. And Aaron, I have to tell you. Uh, that you was know, a nice backhanded uh, compliment. I listen to your show. Yeah. I get really bored. <laughs> After I watch paint dry for a while, I listen to Mark and Sean talk. You were like, uh, I am number nine. you a great show, man. I like it. It's good. Well, Aaron, I got to tell you, you know, uh, I've been a big fan of your uh, don't drink your calories quote. Yeah. And uh, I'm breaking that a little bit. Me and Zach are, are sitting here and we're uh, we're each drinking a Sam Adams, not light, not anything, just full, horrible, dark beer. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Adams. I'm, I'm breaking away from that, huh? but it is just, it's one meal at a time. Okay. So, right. so you'll pick up on the next one, right? Right. right I can I'm, make I'm heading over to my friend's house a little bit to watch you know, the 10 second fight. Luckily, he only lives a few miles away. And uh, I'm sure I'll probably I might drink a, a, a calorie beverage myself, but but not likely. <laughs> All right, well, we'll talk to you Have a great night. Appreciate it. All right, see you. Thanks, there. Thank you, man. Take care. Oh, our, our first live call in in our first show. That's awesome. Yeah, I yeah, gotta got love that. People who listen, like Eddie, who's always in the chat room, call us because I want to know who you are. I mean, <laughs> I know I who Eddie is. Eddie is, chat a, room. Eddie is a Scots Eddie. He, he's, yeah, I, Eddie's got like an apartment somewhere and he logged in the chat room like a month ago yeah. and he's actually like dead in his recliner. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we're just, you know, he, he's just continuously logged in. Someday somebody will be like, oh, man, what is that smell coming out of that apartment? You know, and, and then one day Eddie will disappear and we'll never know why. Hopefully we'll get that one listener and find, find him. <laughs> so I, I did. I did want to say one uh, one quick thing. Where uh, you were talking about UFC being on Fox sort of legitimizes the sport. I would love to see poker happen in the same way. You know, yeah, it's uh, not going to happen. Poker is one of those things that millions of people play, but it's never been legitimized. You know, it, it might be Dude, on ESPN on, three yeah, at NBC two o'clock at, in the morning. At night. You know? Well, they don't anymore. Oh, they stopped that. Yeah, they stopped that. Actually, it was uh, poker was moving in that. Um, I guess in that direction. Um, NBC was playing, uh, it was nightly, but it was late, like midnight. Late night poker. Um, like yeah, they were playing uh, poker after dark. But then uh, uh, Poker Stars had a show that was going like primetime on Sundays. Heads up. Um, Heads up on Caesar's Palace or something like that. No, no, no. They had a couple of different shows. Like one was kind of a game show format where the average Joe comes oh, on and yeah, plays and that. stuff like that. But uh, they were certainly were moving in that direction. But that was all backed by the major poker sites, which now that the Department of Justice jumped in and put a stop to those guys, uh, we've seen a similar stop to all of that tele televised poker. So Yeah. Um, and we could do a whole show on that, though. Really, what's that? We could do a whole show on poker. 
Yeah, I mean, Sean and I are big poker fans as well as you are. But watching yourself, it? But, uh, um, well, well, watching here's it one where I think we would even thing in the world. I'd rather watch poker Eric, than watch baseball. To be honest with you. What's that? I'd rather watch poker than watch baseball. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a, you. it's an analytical game. I mean, it, it's something that, you know, uh, if you are so inclined, you know, if you like a game that, that is going to make you think and there's a lot of strategy involved and everything else. Uh, and, you know, poker has so many aspects to it that so many other games and pastimes don't have. Um, it's a great game. But um, but I don't know if it's, if it's great to watch. That's what I'm saying. Like, I love playing it. No, I'll play I'll poker watch. whenever the, okay. the opportunity arises. Yeah. But I, I won't. Well, Eric, the thing it. is about poker and why, and this is why it was, you know, the the standings for it on TV as far as the numbers for people watching it were ever increasing over time. It's because more and more people were becoming uh, knowledgeable in the game. And if you understand the, the overall strategy and you really know, uh, you know, what a strategy-based game it is, then it becomes much more interesting to you. So even though you know, you're sitting and just watching, you know, eight people sit around a table and there's hardly any action or whatever. When you actually start to understand the really intricacies of, of, you know, the strategy, then it, it, then it becomes interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I've just never, I've never got, it's always been a party game to me. Like when I'm at a party with some friends, I'll, we'll break out a couple of bucks and play poker. But, uh, yeah, yeah so I guess I've never. Is for, I would say the, the majority of poker players, um, if I had to guess, uh, an overall number is probably somewhere between five and 10% of, of overall poker players in the United States actually know or care about strategy. Yeah, I you guess that's true. That and I Eric love was, playing those people. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> sure. Eric, you know what you do in that situation because you're playing with your friends and you're playing with a couple bucks, get like 40 bucks and continuously just be aggressive just because all these guys are just playing hands very fast can constantly be aggressive and when that happens you'll hit a hand and just walk away after that just be like all right i'm done i took away you guys 60 bucks i'm done i'm out of here because i've played in those games i hate I that when people just hey i got five bucks and some poker chips i got for christmas let's play some cards you know and you got like 12 drunk people trying to play cards it's, <laughs> you know it's not any fun but you can certainly make your money out of them that's just a yeah, because you because you can't get drunk and play UFC. So that's why I play poker. Okay, so I want to move on because this uh, this is turning into a two and a half hour show if we don't keep going. But uh, <laughs> right. we, we, oh, Zach oh. did that wonderful transition, and then I blew it up. Uh, Veterans Day. What uh, yesterday was Veterans Big Day. To my pops. What's that? Big up to my pops. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what is the yeah, proper screw way? The former Marine that's sitting right in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forget that. Day, yeah. I guess on Twitter. Well, yes. So, happy Veterans Day, Sean. We love you and thank you for serving our country. So I, I just wondered. Thirty-five on Friday morning. Yeah. Almost made me late to work. Huh? Wow. Well, they shut down thirty-five on Northwest Highway, so I had to take Harry <laughs> Hines to work. Oh. Yeah, because they had. You a should really we, occupy Wall Street about that. But yeah, you, yeah, you should bring your grievances up and let us know. Hey, we're going to shut down the freeway. Yeah, like you didn't know it was Veterans Day. You hadn't been paying attention no, to that. If it, it was Veterans Day, I knew that full on driving into work. But I didn't know they were going to shut down the freeway and there was going to be traffic. So what so, is okay. the proper way to celebrate Veterans Day? Uh, Sean, as a Marine, uh, yeah, I don't say former Marine because you're you're still a Marine, right? Hoorah. Right, yeah. It's yeah. kind of that, yeah, you're never <laughs> so, not a Marine come. or whatever. What? Yeah, actually, Zach's drinking out of my 
old uh, Marine Corps ball mugs. Yeah, that I got. Cheers. Yeah. So what's the proper way? I, I know, uh, I think a lot of Americans tend to uh, sort of mix Memorial Day and Veterans Day in their minds. And they, it's, right. they're both just sort of general service day. But the way I've always looked at it is Veterans Day is for the people who uh, are serving or have served and are still alive. And you, of course, take a moment to remember those who've died. And Memorial yeah. Day is for those who've died. And you take a moment to remember those who are still serving. But the focuses should be very different. Well, yeah, Memorial Day, I really, I don't want anybody acknowledging me on Memorial Day. So, you know, a very common thing to do is you go to church and on church, you know, the Sunday closest to that day, they will typically have people stand up, you know, in some way or another, acknowledge people who have served. And on Veterans Day, I'm all about that. I love that. It's great. You know, it's it's a nice way of saying thank you. Um, I can tell you as a veteran, it is it is appreciated. It, you know, it makes you feel good about the time that you served. And um, for most veterans, they'll tell you, looking back on it, those were some of the toughest years of their lives. It's very tough uh, being in the military and serving and making no money and being away from your family. And, and I just want to say, is, whether you served in a war or whether you shuffled, shuffled papers on a Marine-based stateside, you still did more than I've ever done. You took time out of your life. You dedicated four, six, eight, whatever it is, years, and you right. served and you and you earned every bit of respect that can be given to you on this day. Yeah, on this day. But I would say, uh, you know, on Memorial Day, uh, you know, don't that that's not the time because, you know, as a veteran, I when people say that to me, now I feel like I'm getting credit for something I didn't do. I didn't die in the service of my country. And that's what Memorial Day is all about. So I don't want to be thanked or anything else. That's, you know, I am not the focus of that day. So is it okay that, to uh, throw a parade and shut down uh, 635 and make Zach late for work? No. Yes. <laughs> Let me answer that for you. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Man, I figured yeah, you I made can... it to work on time, though. Yeah. Uh, a freeway? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't want any freeway shut down. <laughs> Come on. I mean, even us old vets got to get to work. <laughs> you know, something down Main Street? Okay, that's a little different. So, uh, just a thought that popped in my head. Anybody watch that uh, a basketball game played on an aircraft carrier yesterday? No. Oh, no, but I have played basketball on an aircraft that carrier. Was Obama played with them, didn't he? Well, he yeah, he went out there and made a speech that was more political than it needed to be. But I just thought that was crazy that they, you know, out in the San Diego Bay, they parked an aircraft carrier, <laughs> built a, a basketball court on it, and then uh, I forget the two teams that played, but they played a college NCAA game on it. The, uh, the the funny thing about that is that was actually the aircraft carrier that they allegedly threw Osama bin Laden off of uh, when they buried him in the sea. Huh. Yes, that was the exact same uh, aircraft carrier. I, I couldn't decide whether that was, you know, bringing, you know, uh, a bit of normalcy to these troops who who um, don't get to see that sort of stuff very often or whether it was just a ridiculous publicity crap, maybe both. But, you know, no, it's couldn't you just give those guys a pass to go to the game instead of, you know, doing something so uh, outlandish as building a which I have to tell you, those guys would have preferred. I'm sure. Right. To get yeah. off the yeah. boat for a while. Well, I mean, OK, one, you have to imagine, OK. Uh, you work on a ship, right? You're already in a military environment, and the Navy is a little bit looser than some of the other services. But still, you're in a military environment. You have <laughs> the jobs Marines insult to- every other service every chance they get. But but yes. all the other services <laughs> insult all the other services some more too. Than it, others. But yeah, don't, it, it, the, almost, don't ask him about the Air Force. We don't have yeah, the Air Force, Air Force is almost not the military. <laughs> 
that's like, you know, if you really, if you're like not sure if you want to be a civilian or in the military and you're just really on the fence, join the Air Force. Yeah, to a Marine, Air Force is like extended summer camp. Right. <laughs> okay, so they're on their boat uh, and they work in that environment. But e- either way, back back to the whole, yeah, the Navy thing. <clears throat> so these guys, they're con- that's, their, that's their job, right? That's They're at work. And now it's, oh, the president's coming to our boat. Our ship, right? Which How do you is think more that work, goes right? Yeah. These guys spend like three weeks getting that thing in the best shape it's ever been. So they work their tails off. And then the whole time they're there, they're probably grilled beforehand saying, you guys better not do this. You better not. So they were sitting there watching that game, probably scared to even react. And, and you know, so that was not a service to those troops. Anytime, if the president wants to do a service to the troops, don't visit them. Because the <laughs> troops go through hell getting prepared for a, uh, uh, I, I was, uh, I had, uh, how was it, uh, Clinton visited when I was in Japan. And all that meant was a ton of extra work. Yeah. And, and, so. and just, you know, on the part of the basketball players, if you're trying to do your fadeaway uh, jump shot for three points at the end of the game and a stiff uh, uh, Santa Ana wind coming off of the, the I don't know what a Santa Ana wind is, stiff wind uh, coming off the bay blows your shot out. Right. I'm sure you were wishing that they had just given the troops a pass uh, to the game as well. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that that was absolutely publicity all the way. And uh, But it is, you know, I'm not going to, I don't like Obama, but I'm going to say that every president does junk like yeah. that, and it's it's all kind of annoying for yeah. benefit of the president i was i was talking to my wife the other day about uh we were watching an episode of mythbusters where they went to the white house and uh uh i don't know if any of you watched mythbusters but uh the, but oh, yeah. jamie heineman didn't wear a tie and i commented that you know when you're meeting the president you wear a tie and my wife said even that president meaning obama we're, we're not fans Ooh. yeah but i said the president deserves respect i don't care who holds the office the oh, president sure. deserves respect and so that's that's what i gotta say about that i'm i politically i'm not a fan well, of anything what? he does but he's the president and he deserves to be treated like it but well shouldn't said. you be well yourself said. when you meet the president like if you don't wear ties normally why would you do it like i wouldn't wear a tie just for the president i'm not because saying it's disrespectful demands you to be more than you really are i i gotta demands I gotta him to be more than he Eric really is not me truly not wear a tie if you met obama what's that I would not. I, I no. believe Eric. Eric. I believe Eric's statement. I, hey. I I know a lot of people who say stuff like that and wouldn't back it up. I think Eric would back that statement. <laughs> hey, up. hey, no. give Eric credit. He owns a collared shirt. One, okay. He owns a <laughs> collared shirt. <laughs> hey, I no, I have. Uh, I have plenty of plaid pearl snaps. I just want to get this thing rolling. Well, hold on, and leave it off. I really do. hold on because we we have one of those. But I just want to wrap up the whole Veterans Day thing in saying that. For the most part, what I see is appropriate. So we'll, we'll just wrap that up and say, you know, I see all the thank yous on Facebook and on TV and everything thank else. Thank you, Sean and Chris and yeah. my dad. And thank that, you. That's, uh, that's nice. That's that's all we need. You know, yeah. we, we are guys after all. We're not – this isn't Mother's Day. We don't need flowers and cards and candies and all that. So don't bring over the flower the card. and cards. I crossed I out you. sweetheart and put, okay. you know, brother. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I posted – uh, I posted a tweet, Zach. Then, since you're all about Twitter, um, uh, I saw it. I posted a tweet that said, "For this day only, don't be modest. Yeah. Stand up, take a bow. The country owes you." And that's what I, I like to say. Most most vets I know are very modest about their service, 
Uh, I saw that. Uh, not only even, but especially those who fought, those who were in war right. and saw horrors that they that I could never dream of. They tend to be modest about it. On that day, be immodest. Take the free dinner at Denny's. You know, do whatever. Uh, if somebody offers you their seat on the bus, take it on that day. Whatever you do, don't go off the Denny's off 35. It is no bueno. <laughs> yeah. Well, well uh, and speaking speaking of Denny's, Denny's doesn't have a McRib. Did you know that? <laughs> that was a that's, weaker transition. That's, <laughs> fortunate. that's very fortunate. <laughs> I, 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 I that is the best crappy decision they've ever made. If you listen to a hot route, which only like is five people. Is the McRib going to be well, the heated topic? Well, no. I mean, if you listen to the hot route, only five people do. So they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Eric is an animal lover. He oh, is. He yeah. is an animal lover. As hardcore as he is, he has tattoos of animals and dogs. He even, I think he was thinking about getting my dog Sparkles, a.k.a. Killer. <laughs> on That's fun. a chihuahua. That but will not would happen. Would you wear a tie for a dog, if not the president? Would you Would you for a dog? But I won't wear a tie to normal events. <laughs> oh. I mean, like, so why would I, why would I change? I just won't wear a tie. Yeah. Let's, let's get that clear. <laughs> Yeah, I won't even so wear a, a tie to job interviews. I mean, I, I, I go in there comfortable as myself. So we were talking about this a little bit before the show, and I know Eric's going to riff on the McRib for like the next half hour. I just want to say my objection to the McRib is that people think it's barbecue. The McRib is not <laughs> barbecue. As a Texan, that offends me to the core. I It is not barbecue. It is a meat-like substance covered with a red sauce. It is not barbecue. Oh, I and love it. I love it. I'm one, of those I'm one of those guys that's like, oh, the McRib's back. I got to go buy six of them. <laughs> do you actually okay. enjoy the McRib? Do you like Spam, too? Uh, yeah. I'm not I like Spam. Spam's okay. I got, um, if you, uh, this goes back to the military, but if you've been in the military and you served overseas in the Pacific, um, you probably might be sick of Spam. So I'll just leave it at that. But the McRib, yeah. I, they, I've they known Sean 10 years. The was always available. I probably wouldn't wouldn't like it, yeah. but you know they they bring it back for a little while, then they pull it away, and you're like, it's really not food. It's this kind of <laughs> quasi meat substance, event. but it's totally different than anything else you've ever Shaped eaten. Shaped as a rib. Yeah. How about I explain how we get our we get our McRibs? Okay. So as a <laughs> wait, wait, before you do that, I just want to say I've known Sean <laughs> 10 years, and his endorsement of eating anything is not necessarily a ringing endorsement. If oh, it no. doesn't move, he will put it in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Don't if Sean says it's it's good or you know I like that restaurant or something like. Don't listen to me. It I just mean, means don't it take didn't it make like him gospel. puke. That's all it really means. Yeah, it, it means I ate there and it didn't kill me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, no, 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 no. Can I tap on the brakes for a minute, guys? No, can no, I tap sorry, on the brakes? Can't. I actually watched Sean each eat a can of ta- can of tamales. From Hormel. Ooh, yeah, those are good. That is disgusting. <laughs> did he that eat them up or did he just eat them straight out of the can? I, eat. I about threw up. Do you guys know what those are? The the Hormel yeah. canned tamales? Yeah. I, I had a friend in college who used to eat fish sticks frozen. Ugh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you just he, made that gag. <laughs> he was too lazy to even microwave them. Oh, God. <laughs> that is disgusting. You and did a good job, Mark. You know, Zach is not hard to make gag, but uh, to do it over the radio, that's that's pretty <laughs> darn good. I just picture like frozen, like like a like a frozen like just fish sticks, like taking a frozen fish stick and like dipping it into no, a dirty like diaper. You, if you eat it, like you're just taking the icing <laughs> off of it, you're not even like taking the skin. It's just so frozen. It's disgusting. Like right. Uh, okay, so uh, um, oh. Eric, before you riff on the McRia, let me just say this: Vic shouldn't have done time. Okay, now go ahead. 
Whoa! I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna grab another beer. Can we throw out advisory? This is gonna be another okay. thirty minute se- segment. So oh, okay, no, hold on. Eric's First on off, here and he's gonna go ahead and elaborate he shouldn't on have this. Gotten okay. out. I'm, I'm gonna go get a beer. I'll be right back. Oh, right, are you gonna, you're gonna get a beer? I'll get a beer, but I already know what Eric's gonna Get say. me a beer too, because okay. I want to hear what Eric has to say. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Grab me one. I Zach. just threw um, that bomb in. That was like a topic grenade, just because I knew it would set off Eric. Okay, he never should have gotten out. And he never should have gotten multi-million dollar contracts as soon as he got out. Life sentence uh, for killing a couple of quadrupeds. Really? A really? couple hundred. A couple hundred. How many Vietnamese restaurant owners have killed a hundred dogs? Do they, should they the, be in jail for I, life? Yeah, but if but they're caught, like, yes. Chop the head off and it's like it's over and done with. They don't make the animal suffer. Okay. A, <laughs> a dog is domesticated. A dog is raised to be domesticated. And it's... In our country. Yes, yes, in our country. Okay, we're we're strictly okay. speaking United States. Look, so here, are okay? pigs. I am not going into foreign relations. They're not domesticated. Sure, they are. They're not wild. They're bred. They're, they're, they're bred. Ro- of, of, of fields of of Herefords roaming the plains. Of course, they're domesticated. <laughs> they're not okay in a different way. And it, for compa- okay, dogs are domesticated for companionship. Okay, <laughs> so when you take that companion and then you shoot it in the face. But Vic's You're dogs were companion person. dogs. That's not what they were raised for. That's what dogs are raised for, though. They're, they're I love it. See, Eric, I got to tell you right now, Mark is just, <laughs> he's pushing the buttons. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing him sitting at his house with a grin on his face. Um, but no, <laughs> what I'm saying is, okay, do you, do, you, do you own a dog? I own two dogs. And how them, okay would you be family. with shooting them in the face? Uh, they're not the fighting dogs. I wouldn't shoot. There's no such thing as a fighting dog except for a wolf, and that's to survive. No, you're, you're, putting, you're putting a living thing. But if Michael Vick came to my house and shot my dogs in the face, I wouldn't want him to do a life sentence in prison for it. I would. I, I would want him to buy to me a new dog. <laughs> because in the I, end, I guess, it's a dog. Uh, look, can I jump which, in which here real quick? Which, 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 no, no, let, let me just uh, get this out. A R K at elementop.com. Okay, this is this is my point. Okay, uh, we have a schnauzer here at my house, and I love that dog. It annoys the crap out of me constantly. Is it but I love that schnauzer? dog. It it has it has a personality. <laughs> it, it has a personality. It has feelings, and you can see it when it's visibly upset. So that is a dog bred for dogs are for companionship and protection, not for your own personal amusement when it hurts them. Like I don't mind a dog jumping through hoops. That's fine because it's not hurting the dog. But when you're when you're breeding something intentionally to bring it physical harm and then eventually kill it for your own profit, so you don't that, need, that, you're a vegan? No, I am not. No, 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 no. Okay. But what I try to do is I try to limit my intake of meat. Okay, so meat is murder. No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> okay, because there's a so difference, what's the difference between, between a chicken. I raise the chicken to yeah, do harm to it, Mark, not, not for eating those dogs. I mean. Right. Okay. I mean, if they were like, if they died, but ultimately they were going to be part of the food chain, maybe. If I'm sure, I have a feeling Eric wouldn't go for that either. No, no. I mean, and I, there's there's certain things I won't eat. And can we have that's, uh, battling cows. That's for moral issues. Like, can we put like a a big metal spike on a cow's forehead Dude, and like, I make them jump? Because that, no, that because be that's awesome. waste. No, because that's waste. <laughs> Killing a dog for no reason that would is be waste. better than UFC. <laughs> Okay, I would watch one episode, but <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. But just to see what it looked like. But let's okay, that's 
that's waste. So now what what was once sustenance for many people is now a rotting carcass. So, I mean, it goes back to our the, the fact that we're we're such gluttons in this country that we we're OK with just killing things that normal people would eat. And we're also OK with mistreatment of pigs because they make something vaguely reminiscent of. A it's, OK. And, and OK, the mistreatment, I understand that. <clears throat> Pork is pigs are bred to be pork. I understand that. And I'm okay with that morally. What I'm not okay with is the conditions in which they're raised, not from just an ethical standpoint, but from a health standpoint. So when you have an animal who, if, if you set it wild, it's going to choose to live in filth and disgustingness. (laughs) Okay. Okay. No. Okay. There's, there's a big difference between their natural (laughs) habitat rolling around in mud. Let let me just get this whole thought out real quick. So (laughs) When when you when you put hundreds of pigs into a single pen that are shoulder to shoulder, butt to butt, face to butt, in all these different ways, and then there's thousands of them in just a barn, okay? And you just throw food in, they fight over each other, they hurt each other, they open wounds, which can abscess and turn it, and then that could become infected, which gets into the meat, which gets into the into the people that consume the meat. I mean, it, all the times you'll hear about pigs dying. And then the other pigs cannibalizing that dead pig because they're so hungry and it's, it's so easily accessible because they are shoulder to shoulder with no move, no, no room to move. So it's it actually it's a health issue more than a moral issue. So when with, when you have dog, when you have pigs with lesions that are infected and then you kill them and then you sell me their muscle and fat. Now, all of a sudden, you've infected me with what was abscessing that that piece of pork now now that's so this is where i want to get clear is, is that what happened eric it's more Since about talking about this is that, is that what happened that so what you're describing put forth i mean smithfield food who foods who manufactures a mcrib or at least the meat quote unquote meat inside of there is actually being cited and investigated for having similar practices of tainted pigs, which becomes tainted meat, which goes to the general public who just shoves it down their face. Okay, so Smithfield it, Foods unknowingly you're talking about ingests a disease. Okay, so so Smithfield Foods is is so is that, currently- that's where my problem with it again, and that, that that's that's the meat industry as a whole. I mean, there's a lot of companies. Tyson uh, Tyson Chicken has been in this same uh, in this same in the same boat. So the way we treat our food which is which is what a cow which is what a chicken which is what a pig is it's food i understand that and i'm okay with that but all i'm saying is treat them better because that a better environment for them means better food for us and a better quality product okay um which is safer and not diseased all right can you hear me eric that's my point when it comes to animals as food you can obviously no i don't think eric can you hear mark i just want it to be cleaner have you muted us eric can you hear us did everyone hang up on me? We're talking. Eric, you don't hear. <laughs> yeah. Eric, can you hear Mark? No, Eric. he doesn't hear us. <laughs> I don't think he can hear us. I thought he was just in a, a, being uh, passionate. Okay, I'm sorry. I accidentally turned down my. Uh, my <laughs> oh, mic. there we go. Okay, uh, so you can hear us now. Yes. So yes, we, I can. That's one way to make sure you're not interrupted when when making a. I, I guess I. I think I subconsciously did that talk for 20 yeah. minutes. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. Eric, we they were given all the outro stuff, you know, telling them how to contact us and everything. <laughs> you were still going. So okay, that was my fault. So, sorry, Eric. <laughs> okay, so if um, we have to have Eric on every week, yeah, yeah, I, I, I Eric would be great for the show. 
Yeah. So my question to you is if there were no negative health benefits, so they kept these pigs in exactly the same situation, but pumped them through full of enough antibiotics that they never got sick, would you still have a problem with it? I would. You shouldn't have to pump them full of antibiotics. No, 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 no. You, you, You said it wasn't moral. It was a health issue. I'm taking the health issue off the table. Would you still be upset about it? The conditions they are raised in, yes. Okay. So it doesn't actually have anything to do with health. It has to do with respect. No, no, but, the, but okay, pumping full of antibiotics. So you're pumping more things that don't come naturally from the environment into an animal, which is then going into you. And then being overdosed without antibiotics creates. So you're going to uh, make this a health issue. You're not going to let this be hypothetical and answer the question. No, no, it, it, it's. It, it's, it's not okay antibiotics are are essentially a bad thing because diseases mutate okay so now what we what was once an antibiotic our body is now used to and it is useless i mean there's there's thousands of things online you could read about that how we're becoming immune to antibiotics okay, eric like i, I but, want you to to stipulate a hypothetical situation for me All okay right. if say there there's no disease negative, in the world neg- no health benef- uh, problems at all for quote unquote mistreating these animals, would you still have a problem with it? I would have a smaller problem with it, but I would, I would, yes, I would have a problem with it, but I would have a much smaller problem. Okay, with that's it. the intellectual honesty I was looking for. Thank you. Okay, uh, I, I would. Uh, can I jump in and, and give my two cents? No, I'm sorry. The show's over. Good night. I would say, mount <laughs> mount laser beams to their heads and like spiked snouts, and let's let them duke it out. And like, see, the then they would barbecue the themselves, and that would be awesome. Yeah, oh, and the, the, the last pig standing, <laughs> he gets to spend the rest of his life out in some beautiful pig pasture. Yeah, I once oh. had some some uh, tree huggers say to me, uh, see, I, I, you think I'm offensive on the other shows? Listen to this show. I, I once had some tree hugger uh, say to me, "What? how would you feel if some uh, alien being came and rounded you up and stuffed you in this situation and, and made you meet? And I would say if he was that much bigger, that much stronger, that much more advanced, he would have every right to. Plain and simple. Well, so okay. how long has this show been going on? I think almost two hours. <laughs> no, we're well, actually an hour and ten right now. Hour and ten, okay. I, I've been I on love Skype it. Eric, you hours. have you have to be on every show. I'll That's do just, every one of them. You're not I'm taking him from the hot route. <laughs> we need him in the hot route right now. <laughs> so that was my two cents that I, I I actually thought you guys just let me talk and I was like, Oh wait, I turned down my mic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was nice of them and I was like, You guys? And since you don't ever listen to the shows, you won't know what we were saying, so it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys do we have anything else to say are we done with that topic i'm done go pack y'all i'm about to pass out, throw that out from, there, uh, so. all so right mark if somebody might have been which surely they would have been if they listened to the show disgusted by one of us <laughs> uh how would they contact us and let us know elementop.com that is the place <laughs> where we can go i i have not yet created a forum for this show but i will you can go and voice your disgust there you can also just email us uh there's a contact us link right there at the top of the page and just put you know at that stupid sob and then well i don't know who it'll go to actually then uh, <laughs> but, uh you know let us know who you're mad out and i'll make sure i'll forward it on to them uh, or you can if you want to be on the show like Aaron was uh, you may not necessarily have my Skype information to give me a call but you can leave a voicemail and that number is 559-I-AM-OPIE call that number leave us your impassioned voicemail and we p- will play it on the air and then we will ridicule you afterwards so it'll be awesome <laughs> yeah absolutely Sounds yeah good. that'd be fun you know I could see that that'd be kind of neat to have a, a little bit of a call in you know get uh, 
I'm sure the crazy left wingers would be just lining up to call in and bash Ooh, with us. Wow! But yeah. crazy, see, it, see it when you throw like that Eric's out there, some, you don't some have to put the side. emphasis on crazy. <laughs> so, so maybe maybe we'll. That's, that's when it becomes we'll biased. The Eric Nation, like call in and join the Eric Nation. I am not a liberal. Okay, I am a libertarian. Yeah. You're a libertarian Eric Nation. I, I, yes, you didn't even need to tell me that. I could tell by your stances that you're a libertarian. <laughs> um. Eric, do you have a comedy show coming up or anything? Uh, nothing, uh, nothing major. No, actually, I do have a show in Garland, which I don't blame anyone who doesn't want to go to Garland. Um, at Lone Star Legends on December second. That is my Dude, biggest show down. coming up. I am coming this time, and I will be there on time. All right. Eric, why don't you put together uh, some bits, some relatively clean bits? Do you have any of those? Put together yes, some relatively clean bits. Yes, I do bits have plenty. And like, we'll put them as downloads on the website for, for extra content. That'll be cool. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll get them together. I have a bunch of Yeah, files yeah maybe of, a little uh, like a 10-minute segment of uh, stand-up from you or something, and we can put it on the you website. You know what? I'll interview Eric. I'll do an interview with Eric, I, I guess, and you can just – we could try that or something. Well, I was just I'll, thinking. I'll, just I have, I have a bunch of I have a bunch of clips of me just doing stand up. Be funny. I, Is I, it clean? Yeah. yeah, some of it. I get a little stuff. angry on stage sometimes, and I let an f bomb fly, but some of it's clean. Yeah. No, Eric's a good guy. He's he's all good fun. So all right. So in the chat that that uh, we see privately. Uh, Sean and Zach were were making fun of Eric and me saying this is the Eric and Mark show. So if you enjoy the Eric and Mark show, we'll be back <laughs> next week, um, 5 p.m. Central Time, uh, right here on our website. We'll stream it live on Ustream or just uh, go subscribe to it. And we'll put them out uh, on Monday. The show will come out uh, uh, Monday the 14th, and then we'll do the 21st and so forth every Monday. So uh, we look forward to you uh, checking us out. I think this is the the most fun I've had behind this mic. It's been a lot of fun. Yes, we yeah, I hope they'll all be this much fun uh, from the end. So we'll go around the horn. Sean, tell us uh, where we can find out about you and get more inf- information and all that stuff. Um, if you want to find out about me, you can follow me. Uh, you, you can uh, certainly search my name, Sean Kybel. You can Google that. And you're going to find me on Facebook and Twitter, uh, Sean TX on Twitter. And, uh, uh, of course, at Element OP, there's plenty of ways that you can contact me directly through Element OP if you want to. So uh, go there. Yeah, Mar- Sean and I are the partners, the, the founding partners of Element OP Productions. I, I don't know if I've ever said that, but yeah, he's uh, he's my partner in this, and it's our fault. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, blame us if you blame anybody. Zach, what about you? How can we find out about you? Uh, you can go on uh, the hot route. <clears throat> You'll be able to go on the hot, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, go on the hot route. Uh, my name's on there. I guess Nate and Eric were both on there. Or you can follow me on Twitter, which is Zach with an H underscore Hill. So I'll respond back to you. Always will. I'm always on Twitter. So hit me up. All right. And Eric, you get the last word. Yes, you can uh, find me on. uh, You can find me on Facebook under Eric Fay. It's E-R-I-C-F-A-Y. Don't add all those fancy extras. And at Eric M. Fay on Twitter. And I'm Mark Cockrell, at Mark Cockrell, C-O-C-K-R-E-L-L. And that wraps up the very first episode of The Periodic Table.